All right. Hello, dear listener. My name is Dr. Velvet. And I am the one they call Blackout. And welcome to the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. It's a casual cultural critique of vintage television where Britain's best-loved battle axe is never far from our minds because here, all roads lead to the mountain. All this is brought to you by two men who love nostalgia. But are terrible at remembering things. Yes, we're going to be looking back at the small screen entertainment we enjoyed when we were younger. Some from the kids' schedule and some from the grown-ups. Cartoons, sitcoms, quiz shows and feasts of light entertainment. Some that you remember, some probably best forgotten. And obviously, Peggy herself will be looming large over the proceedings as only she can. And it won't all be as scripted as this. Absolutely, we only script the intros. Well, all of this is sort of an intro, isn't it? It is. That's why it sounds very much scripted. Too much, if anything. So the sentences won't be this short and contrived in the show itself? No. Well, I hope not. Will there be swearing in this? That's likely. And we're allowed to drink while we record, right? I'm insisting on it. Champion. In fact, you can expect the actual show to be a little more... like this. Pipkins. All Pig is trying to do is have a boiled egg. That's right. With soldiers. Anna, I do want to know how come Pig's just called Pig. This crops up again yeah. and again in children's television. Hartley Hare has a name. He's Hartley the Hare. Tortoise just gets called Tortoise. And Pig just gets called Pig. Now, with Tortoise, I mean, you think... I know they're, they're not even pets. <coughs> they're meant to be, like, alive no. and in there. They're meant to be sort of puppets brought alive. But you give it a name, wouldn't you? You'd just be like, oh, Pig! Right? Exactly. Oh, Pig, do you want a boiled egg? <laughs> I'm boiling <laughs> an egg! The thing is... Do you want a boiled egg? <laughs> We realise his intention with the puppet when he has that little conversation with the puppet uh-huh. by saying, I'm going to be so naughty with you, Michael. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can you can do, and I quote, you can do all sorts of things with a glove puppet. You can be naughty with a glove puppet. What am I watching? What am I watching? <laughs> Let's not forget how meta it is. To have a puppet mm. operating another puppet for nefarious purposes. Right. <laughs> um, it would be part of our, sort of like our lunchtime routine, you know, have a bit of lunch, watch the telly, bang, there we go, Pipkins is on. And yeah, I used to absolutely fucking adore Hartley Hare. So I think yeah. whatever I've watched in it has kind of unlocked that. There was never any sort of, oh, no, he's terrifying. No, he seems cool, a bit of a danger, but, you know. I was never frightened of Hartley Hare for all... Other and yet people. you were frightened of pig. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Something about pig. Something about pig said bully to me when I was a kid, but I don't know. I don't know. And occasionally, it'll be like this. Giants! Uh, but I was 13 when it first came out, and I stumbled on it by accident. Yep. I switched it on. Now, bear in mind, this program is not aimed at me in any way, shape, or form. I loathe football. Of course I do, because I do a podcast about television programmes. <laughs> it seems, once again, that we've written the same notes in two different types of sentence, but yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but I didn't mind this at all. I don't well, know back why. back in the day or now? Back in back in the day, all oh, right, okay. I could sit and watch it because it, all right, there was a football element to it, and it's the backbone of the entire series. 
but you're not flooded with it. You don't have to enjoy football to watch the series. Yeah, when it comes down to it, it's not about the football, it's about the people. <laughs> yeah, look look no further than the scene where they go on the beach at seven o'clock and it looks like some dystopian wilderness. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I like how I like to think they've probably waited for five days for the fog to be thick enough for filming. <laughs> Absolutely. Are we doing Jossie's Giants here or Dracula? What's going on? There's a hotel up on the cliffside that haven't signed away the the TV release form, so we can't include it. <laughs> so we either have someone yeah. stand up waving a flag in front of the hotel, or we just wait until you can't see the cliffside. And mind, Jossie's other half. She seems like hard work. Good God. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather climb Everest on me lips. <laughs> I do like that at one point, we've got two, because they're booking at this hotel. Mm. Now, Jossie's there, his fiance has come along, for some reason not, that I recall, mentioned by this fucking script. It's just like, yeah, yeah, his lass has come along as well, why? Uh, we need more That's women right. in it. Otherwise, it's just a man checking into a hotel with six young boys. So make sure everyone knows that everything's <laughs> above board. All right, okay. <laughs> And then, yeah. who's the the old guy with the gaps? Is he like the? Albert, what does he do for the team the, though? He's the he's the also he's a assistant coach okay. or whatever. He helps Jossie coach. So the kids. at yeah. one point we've got two middle aged men in full stripy pajamas sharing a double mm. bed. No one even raises an eyebrow. That is proper well, proper nineteen seventy sitcom territory. I love that. Well, one of them is wearing a pair of glasses as well. Do you know what I mean? All he needs is to go. Hey! Oh yeah! No, exactly. And the rest of the time, we'll resort to this. I've got to say, these opening mm -hmm. titles look shite. They are. And the theme tune, this version of the theme tune, is as bland and as beige as Gordon's suit is it any is it any wonder we embraced Max Headroom as being the future shortly afterwards? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's wearing like a cream a cream suit with a white shirt and a cream tie, mm -hmm. and it's like, could you? Oh, yeah. He's just the man. Is his hair is glorious? It, yes, it's not. It's not on a par with Michael Landon's. But to make up for it, he's wearing a pair of beautiful cream slacks. No way on God's earth is Pat 21. <laughs> uh, you know what, right? Pat, spoilers, he's the fucking runaway winner of this episode, right? And I believe is an absolute fucking serial killer in training. He is so ruthlessly efficient at everything he does. There's no way he can possibly be any kind of sort of nice guy. So we get quick fire, true or false questions to open... Based on geometry recognition. This is a game show for psychopaths. Who the hell is watching the Krypton Factor? If you're sitting at home playing along, you're a nutter. That's it. That that figures then, because I used to watch this. Oh no, I used to watch it. I used to, no, I used to enjoy it. I have no idea why. My um my favourite bit was always the rearranging the plastic shapes. Oh, uh, was it? See, mine was the assault course, but the sec rearranging the plastic shapes came in second for me. But I don't know. Well, watching it now, I don't know why, because it's demonstrably dreadful television. <laughs> Where did Jenny go? This is in my notes. Did Jenny go home? This is in my notes. So we, we get the assault course. And yes, my notes, 
What the fuck happened to Jenny in the assault course? She start yeah. she starts first. I'm assuming that she's given this because she's a woman, in quotes. Despite that Gordon Burns says she's a member of a running club, so you're like, start them all off at the same time and measure their times rather than who comes first. <laughs> Gordon Burns, come on, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. We see her on camera for about half the course, then she disappears. We don't see her finish. She's not mentioned for the rest of the segment. She gets two points, which is the lowest of the contestants. Mm-hmm. Now, I was thinking, did you have any theories on this? I t- I, my mind was blown. I figured that maybe she'd overexerted and shat herself. Well, that sounds great, that. So subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and all of that to get the first full episode the moment it drops. And we are Peggy Mount Pod on all of the socials or just go to PeggyMountPod.com for links to those. It's the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. We are hellish. Uh, hellish means good in this context, yeah? Well, yes, of course it does. I've met people who think the opposite, that's all. Ah, they're wrong, though. Everybody knows hellish means good. Do they, though? Ask producer Ken. Ken! Doesn't hellish mean good, Ken? We haven't given Ken a microphone. Thumbs up at the glass, though. Ken knows where it's at. Cheers, Ken. So, the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. It's coming soon. Subscribe. It's gonna be hellish. Hellish. Hellish.